How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. You're looking healthy. You're down about five pounds. You look like you could have lost some weight. No, I actually feel terrible. It's it's affinity. That's what it is. It's affinity. Well, that's what I've got. Affinity. Affinity. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm dying. I think you're okay. No, dude, I'm dead serious. I've had this... Upper respiratory thing mm-hmm. for three months, mm-hmm. and I've talked to every doctor I have, and they're like, "You got to go see a pulmonary guy." Yeah, and that that has you worried because when they say that word, that scares you. Yeah, like do I have, do I have cancer in my lungs? I I think you're okay. Well, I don't what smoke. I mean is, I don't smoke. What I mean is, I think it's just like an extended version of this thing. But in terms of like the like the worst part of being sick and not getting better quick enough is quick that enough. Then, it's been three and a half months. But the point is that you worry about it, and then that only belabors the point. But I'm not worried about it at all. I'm just make things just in your head. You just said you just said I think I'm dying. That was being sarcastic, Nick. Okay. My point is when I have to work for a living on the radio and talk. And my voice doesn't perform the way I like. It's mm-hmm. it's frustrating. I I understand. I don't know where to go from here because I was giving you a compliment, and then Keith keeps trying to jam me up when I'm giving you a compliment. He's to jam the, show the f up. He is because he's Keith Britton, and that's what he does. Happy uh, hump Keith. day, you know. Oh, watch out for Keith. <laughs> a really good drop. That was great. Max, a really this is a strong. This is your strongest start to a show I mean, you had. Just best had. five minutes of the show of your life. I just quit. I just go down to Roth, put in the two weeks. Say I'm going out on top. This is you yeah, know. I, I just quit now. Also, I walk in today, and Andy's like, ah, "Can I share something with you?" And I was like, "Sure." Well, where'd we go here? And he goes, uh, "Today is National Compliment Day." And then he gave me a compliment. Okay, what was that? Um, I don't remember, but it was great. Whatever it was, it was a really good compliment. So I'm gonna start the show. You look today. good in red. Um, I, I wasn't. Well, I was wearing the hoodie first. I don't think you could see the red. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna start the show with a compliment for everybody. Let's go. Um, Mac, some of your best work you've done in your entire career is coming in the last five minutes. See, that's not a backhanded compliment. I think Mac's looking at me like that's a backhanded. That that's no, I progress. appreciate it. Okay, I appreciate right. the compliment. Getting a little defensive there, um, Keith. Is that like saying the Guardians spent the most this offseason in the AL Central? Or what? No. No. It's a compliment of a man's work. How dare you? Keith, you're doing a really good job of breaking up the show right now. That's my compliment for you. We are all all destined to have a great little show here. And, uh, and, and you've done a really nice job of making it really hard to get through the next five hours. And I commend I just got a, you for just that. Just got a text my good buddy Ron. He said, "Hey, hey, dude, my dad uh, was much older than you, but uh, had similar symptoms. And uh, Friday night went to sleep and uh, died." Okay, that we're we're now becoming WebMD with this. Like it, yes. So, all right, fine. I'm, uh, I'm going to die, or not, 
or you could or you could be fine. Like I don't understand. I Ron, what are we doing here, buddy? No offense, Ron. We don't know each other. Hopefully one day we meet each other. You know Ron. Ron, we do know each other. It's good to talk to you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. What the hell are you doing? Like, you are a bit of a hypochondriac. I say Me? this with love. Yes, you are 100%. N- there's no chance, bro. I don't even go to the doctor. What? That A hypochondriac isn't just somebody who goes to the doctor a lot. It's somebody who yeah. hears a symptom and thinks that automatically is. Like you said, I bro, hope I don't have I, bro, lung cancer I've dealt earlier. with this for three months, and I, I, I literally, for the first time, went to the hospital like a week ago. No one is debating that you're actually sick. No, that's not what we're saying. But what I'm saying is when somebody says, oh, you could have this, your mind tends to let you go there. No, it doesn't. You literally just did. That's literally what just happened. What do you mean? <laughs> are you are you messing with me right now? Because I also have been going through the with the last like two weeks, the, la- the same thing you're going through. So I am a little fragile mentally. So if the goal is to make me have some sort of mental breakdown by gaslighting me, we are we are dangerously close. We are playing with fire and we're playing with gaslighting right now. Was that a real cough or a fake cough? That was a real cough, Keith. Thanks. Let's talk Thanks about, for all your help. Miles Garrett. You know, I haven't paid you your compliment yet because it's National Compliment Day. All right. Maybe I'll show up tomorrow. Maybe I'll be in a casket. You know what? Here's the compliment. You'd be a great-looking corpse. At this point, yeah. Like, I mean, people would be walking by just like, oh, is he really gone? Is this a, is this a jackass bit? Is, would, are we being punked? If I died tomorrow, like, what would they put me in? Like, should I wear a tuxedo? Sure. Sure, it's whatever you want. It's kind of your last dance, so. Well, I, I, don't, I don't even have a will put together. Cowboy hat. Oh. You can't wear a cowboy hat in a, in a casket. You can, but you can have it on your chest. And we could get like a we could get the mustache for you. Got to do a, like a bolo tie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go full dusty. Listen, you'll be dead. Nobody can talk smack about you when you're dead. He's taking calls on my injury. <laughs> on your on your illness. Same difference. Illness. It's, they're okay. Um, but no, I think I think that would be the funniest thing you could do out of all of this if you were to untimely pass away. Oh, it's happening. Is. <laughs> I mean, we're all dying, okay? But yeah, but I'm dying sooner than you. Who would have thought which, it? Which, 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 is, is, which is crazy right now because that is the biggest <laughs> upset of the year. I mean, I would the would fact I, that I'm going to die before you. Would I take? Okay, it's National Compliment Day, and I've only I, taken I mean, like, so many insults like, here. For me to live, outlive you is like minus twelve hundred. Yeah. Honestly, Vegas would be pissed, and I would take a little victory lap at your I funeral. bet you're like plus 600. Yeah. Oh, me. I'm more so. By the way, we got a listener called in. I won't name him. Uh-huh. He's actually keeping track of the shows that you guys miss. Ooh. All right, so it's Robert. So what'd he say? Did Keith just snort? Honestly, I did it on purpose. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah, okay. he only You're has in complete it. complete control of your snorting. Okay. Well, there's there. an overnight host that does it all the time. Uh, <laughs> all right, so give us the numbers. Well, it's only since January 1, and you haven't been sick every day. You took Monday off because you went to the Bills game. Yeah. Yes. So that's not fair. Like, we don't count that as a sick day. Yeah. Well, also, I worked MLK Day because Andy asked us to, and that's fine because Browns played. Yeah. And I got my free day after the Bills game. Yeah. No, why are you defensive about that? It's I'm okay that you credit. I want to know the numbers. For a minute, and you weren't sick. Well, yeah, it's two to one. 
I no, it was, it was four to three. But uh, how is it four to three since January? I've had two days off since January. I didn't make the rules. So somebody's fudging the numbers now. Oh, Nick has four days. I've got three. No, that's kind of impossible. No, the other way. So what is going four- on with the microphone? Wait, so four to three. Well, listen, I'll take the dub when I can get it. I mean, I only have been out two days this month, but I will take the, uh, the dub if I can get the dub right now. Well, first off, I, I took off vacation the day after the, uh, the new year because mm-hmm. I was in Boston. Mm-hmm. And then I had a sick day. That's, that's two. And yeah. then I took off Monday. I mean, that's three. Maybe people included the, 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 the day after. Who knows? I don't know. The day after the day after. Well, you were off the first two. It's a holiday. Uh, this is just bad radio. It's not great. Yeah, Miles Garrett doesn't take days off. Yeah, and that's uh, why he won the uh, uh, ask. The defensive. Ooh, <laughs> we're not going there. I'll talk about you dying prematurely for I just a said long Pensu time. Ask before. Yeah, you're. You're. I, I see what's happening. You're not engaging in the spirit of of National Compliment Day, and you're you're feisty today, and that's okay. And I probably aided that, and Keith aided that, and you're, you're, you're too many shots fired. All right, we're holstering all the guns. We're gonna have a nice five-hour show. Damn it! I will turn this show around. I will go straight home. Actually, well, I would get credit for hosting today. So yeah, I will turn the show around, and I will go straight home. But uh, Miles Garrett, given not only the Greater Cleveland Sports Award Athlete of the Year by a landslide, from what I heard. And but what I heard, I I just heard that he won. But also winning the Defensive Player of the Year award from the uh, Pro Football Writers of America. That's different than the AP Writers of America award, which is the officially known. I think. Can we just start here? And I'm not talking about locally. I'm talking nationally. There are too many Defensive Player of the Year awards nationally because there's one as voted on by the players there's one voted on by the pro football writers of america there's another as voted by the ap and i'm pretty sure there's a fourth one that i can't remember because there are too many friggin awards can we just can we just synthesize this into one award like, like what's the award the, uh, that like matters that would be the one that will be announced in about 2 weeks okay yeah so these don't matter um i mean they matter but it's not the award it's like it's like a lead up to the award. It's a, it's an accompanying award, but it's voted on by different people. And I'm now doing the worst job of explaining it. And I don't really understand the significance of it. So it's not the award, but it is an award. And it's the first time a Browns players won it since it was in, introduced uh, back in 1992. And I know that because Meredith just said it in her 2020. How was Holly Rose monologue? I don't know if she dropped her name, like I said. I really Did I, she like mention Nick and Dusty? I mean, I I, I don't I, w- I feel like we would have heard if she did. Probably not. So how about Miles Garrett winning the uh Pro Football Writers of America Defensive Player of the Year? Are you jazzed? Congratulations. Can it's, I get it's, it's a, a compliment day. Can I can I get one that's not a compliment, by the way, just saying congratulations. Can you just can you just say He's a great player. There you go. All right, now, can I get a compliment? Because I really tried in this segment to give you're you a You're very handsome. I mean, I feel like you're not really, I don't think you really or buy big, into that. Or a big guy. Now now it feels real. Now, yeah. Because you added the modifier, now I feel like we can move forward as a show. No, you look good. Stop. I mean, keep going. You're wearing the hat frontwards today. It actually looks better on you, I think. 
okay, that's a compliment, but there's a backhanded nature of that. that no, we'll I think into. when you wear the hat backwards, it's not as good looking as uh, frontwards. All right. All right. A lot of information to digest here as yeah. we get the show started. 216-474-0092. I think we've got the fighting out of the way. Um, Mac did a good Does open. Does want to save my life? Um, or would anybody else like to send any other thing that could happen about the premature demise of Dustin Fox? Because it's really making my job easy. I want to just thank everybody. I mean, just write the obit now. Yeah. Anybody want to send RIP FOX? If you want to just start tweeting that, that'd be great for just me trying to get through a five-hour show. Definitely doesn't make my job any harder because it's not certainly not getting into his head, not even just a little bit. While we're talking about Miles Garrett's big 24 hours here, all right, he was named the uh, Defensive Player of the Year by the Pro Football Writers of America, which is an award, which is prestigious. It's just not the award, which is, of course, the AP award, which should be coming out right around the Super Bowl. He was also uh, the Greater Cleveland Sports Award Athlete of the Year. I think. I think Cleveland has the right amount of awards. And just nationally, they give out like four Defensive Player of the Year awards. Well, I, it was interesting. We had Brian Baldinger on yesterday. Um, when we talked about whether the Browns can be you know, championship contenders again next year, he kind of brought up Miles in Miles' play this year as part of the conversation going forward. I do. I mean, they played the entire year basically without Nick Chubb. He's the best player. Um, you know, you take the best player off anybody's team, and are they making a championship run? Generally not. If you took Mahomes off, they're not. I mean, if you took Lamar off, Baltimore's not making this run. But Nick Chubb's their best player, so I don't know what's, what health he's going to have next year. But I, he's come back from this injury before. I think he comes back. I talked to Joe Flacco today for a long time. He wants to come back. I think they should bring him back. I don't know if what their situation is going to be, but it's good to have a, a quality backup guy that can really help anybody, any quarterback and any offense out at any time during the season just because of his knowledge of the game and what he's been through. And then defensively, they're not that far away, although I'm a little concerned about what we saw from Miles Garrett the second half of the season. He just didn't look like the same player, didn't have the same impact in games. And I just wonder, like, what's going on, if there's going to be a drop-off or if he can just return to being, you know, one of the league's most feared players. And so there were three separate things in there. The first thing is, if the Browns are going to be contenders next year, it's probably important that Deshaun – and I'm not talking about playoff contenders, I'm talking about championship contenders – it's probably important that Deshaun Watson becomes your most important player on offense. And Nick Chubb has been your most important player on offense because he's been your best player. And the hope is he can re return to form next year regardless of how well Deshaun plays. But at some point to win a championship, um, as we're seeing in Kansas City, if, you, if the most important player on your team is the quarterback and they play up to their skill level – you can literally be in the conference championship every single year. Now, getting the Miles thing, I think it's interesting because Miles is, uh, Baldy has talked with us about yeah. uh, Miles' injury before. And what's been really curious is to see how nobody's really made it a point to let us know how much of Miles, what was it, one sack in his final mm -hmm. four or five games? Um, how much of that was the shoulder injury where, you know, on that West Coast road trip against Denver in L.A., he's literally playing with, with one arm. And you could even see him in the Denver game for most of the game. He wasn't even bringing up that right arm uh, up to, to, like, basically give him a chance with his other hand. He was just going one-handed against the, the left tackle of uh, the Rams. I do think the fact – I mean, even when Andrew Barry was asked about it earlier this week, Andrew kind of – 
sidestepped it. Andrew was like, well, no matter whether it was the injury or, you know, not the injury, you know, Miles was a critical player for us and he was our best defensive player and, you know, he's defensive player of the year. And I don't know if the Browns have been intentionally coy about Miles' shoulder because um, because they don't want it to overtake the the natural conversation of Miles being the rightful defensive player of the year uh, in, in their minds or whether there's something with Miles, whether that really was an issue and it's just kind of a sensitive talking point. Yeah. I mean, I would think if, if the injury was a huge factor in Miles' performance down the stretch, I would imagine if you came out and said the guy played one-armed for the last five weeks of the season and he still was getting pressures even though the sacks weren't there. I would imagine that would actually go a long way with people who vote on these kind of awards. Are you surprised that, that they have not done that? Yes. Yeah. Like, like honestly, kind of astonished. And I don't know if because, it's... Because he definitely was playing with one arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there were... It's tough because, like, because he played every damn game down the stretch, there are some games where I don't know how much it really impacted him. Because I don't think it was just every game it was impacting him and dogging him like it was against Denver, where you're watching the tape and you're seeing how this is. But I also think at the same time, like, maybe maybe the fact that, okay, so here's devil's advocate. Maybe they haven't mentioned it because they don't want to give any kind of credence to the fact Miles had one sack down the stretch. That'd be it? It could be. So... But I, I think mean, they they did talk about like how the fact that pressures matter more than sacks, mm-hmm. but that doesn't matter to the voters. Yes, yeah, yeah. It really, which is ridiculous. It should be, it should be sacks, pressures, quarterback hits. It should be TFLs. All of that should yeah, matter. Watch the games. Yeah, um, and it does feel like I, I'll be honest with you. At this point, I think TJ Watt's going to win it. I think TJ Watt. Um, had statistical prevalence in the the month that matters most. It is a recency bias. Honestly, guys, if you flipped Miles' year and Miles started the season with uh, one sack in five games and then finished off with a flurry of them, Miles probably would be the defensive player of the year. But it's just recency bias matters in the NFL. Um, it's the same thing in college football, by the way. It's a long season and trying to remember who was good in August and uh, September in either college or, or the pros is a little tough for people to remember. Um, but I just think it's interesting. Like, are we certain? Because I'll be honest with you. Um, as, as important as Deshaun getting healthy is, as important as Nick Chubb getting healthy is, uh, as important as your offensive tackles getting healthy if we talked about, okay, this guy's going to be a 20% less player next year, mm-hmm. and it all started with a shoulder injury. If you told me that Miles wasn't going to be Miles, the, the guy he was for 12 out of the 17 games this year, next year, that probably impacts my thinking on the Browns' ability to be the best version of themselves more than any other potential injury. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's just because everything is built. Uh, that defensive line, like... 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Elle King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. We've talked so much about how he doesn't have a Highsmith. He doesn't have an Alex Highsmith. He do, he's never really had, you know, he had one good year of Jadavian. Olivier Vernon back in 2020. He's had guys that have had nice um, nice production around him, but he's if you look at them, a lot of the, the production, sack production around him mm-hmm. is because of what Miles and how Miles is impacting the game. Yeah. Whereas if you look in Pittsburgh, Highsmith and Watt are both – crucially and critically impactful to just that that kind of defensive gravity that makes right. it really tougher to bottle either guy up. They also play uh, stand-up. It's it's different when you're kind of hand in the dirt. Right. But I think with Miles, like, he's never going to play, unless they got really lucky and, like, an Alex Wright becomes this guy or an Isaiah McGuire who they drafted out of Missouri this last year, unless they kind of luck into a second, third, fourth, fifth-round pick that becomes that guy, mm-hmm. Miles is always going to be Miles, and he's going to be monolithic, and he's going to be um, you know, a force unto himself. They're never going to have a guy that's like Miles on the opposite side of him. And I think that's really important to remember when we consider his production, his health going forward, because it's not – it's just impossible to find a guy that damn good across from him. I mean, they sort of they sort of had Clowney for a minute, and Clowney had a great year for the for the Ravens and still playing, by the way. But uh, no, I mean, you're not going to find somebody as good as Miles Garrett, but you can find somebody who is, you know, like half as good. Which also then, because he's because because Miles getting is getting double teamed, that guy can make a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. Well, I think so. My greater point is. Less that, oh, you're never going to have the right guy across from him. Because I think sometimes when it's hand in the dirt, it, it really is. Like, it's less about can anybody match the physical freakness of Miles? <laughs> and it's more about how do they, how do their strengths accentuate across from Miles? Mm-hmm. And that's, and by the way, that's a bigger defensive line makeup conversation. And because you don't have a number one pick, uh, up until next year, and you haven't had a number one pick because you you are not replete with cap space, and every year you're you're kind of re, re rearranging uh, the deck chairs financially. 
And you're going to be doing that until you have a chance to go. Uh, either some of these higher uh, financial guys end up retiring or going elsewhere, and you replace them with young draft picks, or until you're on a rookie quarterback with a uh, rookie contract again. So you're going to be constantly kind of piecemealing this. And, and all this is to say that just makes Miles that much more important. And I think one lingering bit of doubt in my head is, and in fairness, like if you look at Miles' sack production in previous years, maybe not pressure production, but sack production, in December, I mean, last year's kind of the anomaly where he had a lot of sack production in the month of December. A good amount of the time, December tends to be a month where it looks like if you just look at sacks, his numbers pale in comparison to what he does the rest of the year. Right. And some of that is defenses uh, go out of their way to even game plan more and, and run the opposite ball. By the time they've kind of figured out how you're going to use Miles, mm-hmm. they play keep away as best they can. So some of that is just naturally he has not played across from a lot of guys that are his level, and it's easier to isolate him and kind of make him. The other is he's also been kind of banged up in December. And so I think this idea of Miles being Miles going forward, I don't think it's a big concern. I think, like, I'm I'm willing to say that I think this December it was mostly about the shoulder injury. But you don't get healthier as you get older. No, and, and he is getting older. And I, I do think that the injury was a big concern as we, we, we went through the season. And had he had really both arms, like – the guy would would le- legitimately be the defensive player of the year. Like it, it wouldn't even be question, a question. I hope that's right. Yeah, but I just because football is such a physically violent sport, and because Miles does play. I mean, I, I think back to that San Francisco play. My favorite play of the year by Miles was when he basically hip tossed Trent Williams, who's like as like I don't know. I respect a tackle more in the game right now than Trent he's, Williams. He's been in in the game for like. 15 years, also still the best. And he's like six foot five, 320 pounds. So if you can hip toss that guy, you can hip toss just about anybody in the NFL. Correct. But think about it. Think about the force on your body that it takes to take a man like Trent Williams and hip toss him. So in terms of what Baldy had to say about the Browns competing, I'm just curious whether you look at this and, and worry that maybe the December struggles are any sign that he could be slowing down. I mean, listen, I, I think Baldy watches the tape. I, I don't know that he knows exactly all the intricate details as to the injuries and things that are going on behind the scenes. Um, I, I I do agree with him. I mean, l- listen, Miles was not as good in December as he was back in September, November, and October. Like, he was he was dominant. And then, of course, things happened uh, with the injury, and he, he was not quite the player, but he still played. Like, I give the guy tons of credit because, like, he could have shut it down. He mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah, he could have done a, a business decision. Could have. And it kind of bugged me a little bit that he wasn't actually given credit for that, like, in real time. And and honestly, like, I, I'm not talking about, like, the Andrew Filipponis of the world who they're in Pittsburgh. Like, they're going to stand for T.J. Watt. That's what we do. Like, if you're on air in Cleveland, you're going to stand for the best player. They're going to stand for their best player. If you're in Baltimore, you're going to stand for their best player, right? Like, that's just how it works. But I do think that Miles' shoulder issue was glaringly absent from the national conversation about Miles. And I I think that should factor into if a guy's playing one-handed, 
you should be able to, have, especially at a physical position like defensive end, there should be part of that as the conversation, or that mm-hmm. should be part of the conversation. A little bit of news to pass along here, Dustin, as Tom Pelissero is saying, uh, Mike Vrabel is at the Falcons facility today to interview for their head coaching job. There had been a lot of momentum for Belichick to uh, to the Falcons, but apparently now um, a lot. Uh, Ajiro Evero has been in for a second interview. I think. Um, I don't think they have one scheduled yet for Jim Harbaugh, but there is word Raheem he Morris. Could. Raheem that? Morris, yeah. Uh, Bobby Slowick uh, just got a second interview as well. So uh, interesting coaching shenanigans going on around the NFL. But when it comes to the Browns competing this year. We're talking about Miles Garrett and Miles Garrett's health and and Brian Baldinger saying basically saying like that's a huge part of the Browns being able to bounce back next year and I like can you see a scenario where Miles isn't your best player on defense and the Browns are the number 1 defense again next year Dustin? Oh, it's a it's a good question. Um man, like Schwartz Schwartz was a big impact this year. Mm-hmm. How big of an impact, though? I because they had, they had better players this year. I think that was a big part of it, but like because of Jim Schwartz, I don't feel like my. It's a little bit different for next year, just because of the way you're built. But like, and this could change. Like Joey Bosch is a guy who could get cut in uh, L.A. Yeah. If if Bosa became available and you were able to put Joey Bosa across from Miles Garrett, and that's like fantasy football thinking. I don't think there's a lot of like I don't think there's a chance that could a big chance that could happen, but you just never know in the NFL. But like if all of a sudden you got another defensive lineman somewhere in the caliber of Miles, then I think it would take some of the pressure off what right now it feels like you've got a mm-hmm. lot of really good football players, but you got two guys who have to be in. Because if they're not in, it is going to bring down the ceiling of your defense in any matchup. And Miles is is one, and Denzel is two. But I will say, like, Jim Schwartz feels like the great equalizer because they were able to to reclaim yeah. their dominance down the stretch with one-arm Miles and, and Denzel coming off the shoulder injury as well. You think if Denzel and Miles were healthy, things would have been different against the Texans? Um, I don't know. Yeah, Mostly because I think a lot of the... Um, a lot of the struggles on the road defensively came after the the injuries. Mm-hmm. Like they're, th- I don't say they're three worse because they were pretty good against the Houston the first time. But if we go to the second Houston matchup, three of their worst performances on the road were Denver, LA, in that second Houston game. Yeah, they didn't have Denzel for a good stretch of those games, and and obviously Miles was fighting with one hand. But like I. Honestly, the thing that keeps me up at night is I don't know how you can quantify why they were not as good on the road. Maybe that's a youth thing. I, I, and I, this, I, I'm, I'm literally throwing out things that I've thought, but I don't know. Maybe it's a youth thing. Um, you've, you've got a lot of youth on this defense, so maybe that's something that just course corrects. Uh, beyond that, I, what else could it have been? I mean, because we can say, like, well, they didn't have uh, – they were piecemealing half their production on the defensive line. That's if almost every team in the NFL does the kind of rotations that uh, Jim Schwartz likes to do to keep his guys fresh up front. So when it comes to why were these guys – and it's not – I mean, 
it was led by the defense, but it's not entirely just the defense. The offense came flat out on the road a couple games too. Right. I mean, that Baltimore game, I mean, they were down 14 points three or four different times in that game, and it started early. I mean, I remember at the end of the first quarter, we were like, uh, sorry, I think it was like, oh, there was a touchdown early in the second quarter by Baltimore, and we thought, well, that was a nice game while it lasted. And then, obviously, they got back into the second half, but like, I don't know, 216-474-0092. Are Miles' end-of-the-season struggles a sign he's slowing down? Is there any fear of that? I think there's like a there's a kernel of fear, but some of that is he's getting older. But some of that is you know that guys who are who are just physically more dominant than everybody like that's their 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 calling card. Those guys do tend to have their dominance has a shelf life. They can still be really good football players, but at some point, if if you're just bigger, stronger, faster than everyone, well, you do start to slow down. Well, well. The league gets younger around you. Those things do matter over time. Even if Miles is still, what, 28 years old, and it's probably a little early to uh, to worry about that. Tom, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Yeah, I was just curious about your comment when you said uh, Miles Garrett didn't have an Alex Highsmith on the other side of him. Because um, he didn't have an Alex Highsmith on the other side of him. He had a number one defense all around him and the best coach on the planet for defense. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Jim Schwartz is the best defensive coordinator on the planet. He's a really good defensive coordinator, but he, he doesn't. I don't. I don't think it's a hot take to say he's a really good defensive coordinator. But he like there are other really good defensive coordinators in the NFL. There, Tom. Um, but getting back to the greater okay, point, there are really good ones. But you have the best defensive coordinator on the planet in Jim Schwartz, hands I, down. Uh, okay, then, then why anybody. was then then why was he not employed up, up until this year? Well, because he was a head coach failure, that's why. Okay. Um, oh, fair enough. Get, no, not really. I mean, you you and I are just going to disagree, which is fine. Um, now, getting to the point of it, like the greater point, um, the defense was number one because of Miles. And it was, it was number one because of Miles and Denzel. And they have a lot of nice talent around you. Like uh, JOK is a hell of a football player, best season as an NFL player. You're three deep at really good starting corners. But from a edge rushing perspective, Okoronk was a nice player. He's a rotational piece. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson's a really nice defensive tackle. He's not one of the five best defensive tackles in the NFL. Uh, Zadarius Smith has, has really kind of been a sacks guy, but maybe not the complete player he was for the last couple of years because he suffered a, a knee injury, I think, two years ago. So he's a nice player. Not, none of this is saying those guys are not good enough. What it is to say is Highsmith and Watt, you can legitimately make a case either one of those guys is the number one edge-rushing linebacker in the NFL. Alex Highsmith is legitimately, like watch him play, he is legitimately one of the most underrated players in the NFL. And a lot of it is T.J. Watt got to the league two years earlier and has just got a higher profile. Well, I mean, he should be slowing down according to your conversation. With age, correct? Miles Garrett, slow, is he slowing down? That's your question. Is Miles Garrett slowing down because of his age? I believe I've said it three DJ times, White yes, sir. Led the league in sacks, sir. Who did? All right, sir. DJ Watson led the league in sacks. All right, I don't really know what the point you're making. A lot of sirs. I think he just called up to argue with me, and I appreciate that. I do like yeah. that. Uh, the difference is TJ has not had the kind of injuries Miles had. 
Miles has continuously had. This year it was the shoulder. He's had other stuff like that. Um, maybe Tom was at the bar, just sitting on the bar stool, just chilling out. Just chilling out. Just, just doing just broing just a couple out bros, bros. Broing out. Um, also, Greg on Twitter saying, uh, the problem with Ward is he cannot get on the field. You're only as good as your, as your eligibility to play. Um, I mean, I, I think that's another part of this that's a real concern is Denzel's health. The difference is, and I, I think you can go through the annals of NFL history, whether it's Miles and the concern of wearing down over time just because of the physical beating he takes, yeah. getting double and triple teamed and chipped. I mean, there were a couple times where Miles took vicious chips. Like, Miles is a tough dude to get off his, his kind of point, and because he just didn't see the chip coming because it was kind of underneath the ass of the tackle, yeah. he got hammered. And and listen, there are players who take that kind, but like Joey Bosa is one of those guys you mentioned. And Joey Bosa is also wearing down, and and when we say wear down, it's equal parts. Can he be as dominating? And it's can he stay healthy? That but the Denzel thing is, and this is the the same thing can can be said for Miles in the NFL. If you are an elite level talent, yep, availability matters, but they're going to keep paying you on the off chance that they can get you healthy and keep you healthy. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes as a certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.